Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Bless and exalt your name. We appreciate you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for the transformations that are taking place by reason of your word across the nations. And we exhort you, God, for upliftment to God in our spiritual life. We just want to say, Father, thank you. And even now, Lord, we ask him, grant us insight, grant us revelation and understanding of your word. And let the word as it comes out heal those who are sick. Let it set them free, for you said you sent for your word, and your word healed them. Darius' daughter, you simply said, go back home, your daughter is well. And right at that moment, Jesus Christ, the girl was up. We say the same through the word to every hearer, every listener. Whatever be the issue, God will meet you at the point of your need through his word that you're going to be listening to in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Take the volume up a little bit. Praise God. So we're still dealing with you short, facing challenges of life, and this is part number five. Facing the challenges of life. Amen? All right. I want us to understand that no matter your status, whether you're a minister, whether whatever issue it is, there are challenges that you are bound to face as a human being. You are not exempted. That you are a Christian doesn't mean you can face challenges of life. Let me read the scripture. Uh, Job, I mean Job chapter 14 verse number 1. Oh glory. Job 14 verse number 1. Job 14 verse number 1. Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. Hallelujah. Man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. You can't excuse it. You can't pull yourself out of it. As long as you are a human being. Somebody said, but I'm born again. Yes, I know. That's exactly what I'm saying. You're born again, but you're still flesh and blood. You see, eat food. Amen. Your spirit is truly born again. But your physical body is an environment. And that environment attracts a lot of issues. The Bible says full of trouble. Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. You can't excuse yourself from it. Our troubles are not the same. But the key point is this. We have the ability to handle these troubles anytime they show up because we are born again. That's the difference. Are you still there with me? Can you even imagine somebody like Mary who gave birth to Jesus? The Bible says a sword shall pierce through your soul. That's supposed to be the mother of the Savior, if you will. But he said a sword shall pierce through your soul just for the reason of the fact that you are giving birth to this boy. You are going to face trouble. And the trouble came when Jesus was crucified. You know how much, you know, she went through emotionally, pains and suffering. 
Even so in the way she was dealt, I mean he was dealt with the manner he was crucified, all the beatings. But that is because she gave birth to Jesus. He went through all of those pressures. As long as you're in this life, there are issues you must face. And you should be able to face them with the help of the Spirit. With the help of the power and the glory of God. Amen? Praise the living God. So there's no excuse whatsoever to think that man, because you're born again, then you can't face any problem. Anybody that presents such gospel to you, just let him know he's telling lies. And that's why a lot of people, once in a while, they fall out of faith because they begin to see that what was given to them is not true. Are you listening to me? Right. Look through everybody. No matter your status, you still feel issues with health challenges. Do you feel health challenges sometimes? Health challenges come. Financial challenges come. I am saying as long as you are on this earth, you are full of trouble. Trouble is all over the place. But there is an overcoming power in the midst of all this trouble. That is why we are born again. That's why the born again spirit helps us overcome. That in the midst of situations and troubles, you see have joy. You see can walk through it. In other words, what you walk through, others can walk through it. That's the difference. Hallelujah. The troubles of life will not sink us. Hallelujah. We have the ability to afloat that. They can't sink us. We'll still be walking through in the midst of trouble. How many of you remember? Oh, glory. The Bible said, if you walk through the valley of death, I'm with you. Did it say so? Say, even in the hell, you are with me. So the Lord is always with you. And that's the ability for overcoming any situation that you find yourself. There is God right there with you. He won't forsake you. Remember what happened to the uh, three Hebrew children in Babylon? The Bible said, Nebuchadnezzar finally looked at the place and said, But we can't see three men, but we are seeing four people. So anywhere you are, no matter the situation, recognize the fact that the Lord is with you. He has not abandoned you. That understanding alone will cause you to come out of the situation triumphant. Praise God. The word trouble actually means agitation, excitement, raging, trouble, tumor, trembling, you know, disquiet, raging, trembling, you know, it just goes on and on. It's a strong word. Restlessness. It means to crash, disquiet, anger, fear, noise, rage, trouble, rot. A man that is born of a woman is of a few days. And full of trouble. All manner of agitation. And some of you, if you have your head standing gold, praise God you're there. But somehow along the line, financial issues be pricking you at the back. Am I correct? <laughs> praise God. Is that okay? So there is nothing to excuse yourself from. You go through it. What is important is the ability to overcome. And Jesus said the same thing. Be of good cheer, I will overcome this world. In other words, you too will be overcome, I mean overcomer of this world, of situation and circumstances and troubles in this world, you will definitely overcome it. Are you listening to me? But I am saying this, don't excuse yourself. Don't ever think you won't go through issues as far as you are concerned as a believer. Nothing stops you from going through issues. You surely will go through trials. But remember I read before, in the second message, I'm sure, the Bible said there are many temptations, but the Lord will deliver them from them all. Amen? So you make a way of escape that you'll be able to do what? To bear it. 
He said that in the book of Corinthians. You need to understand what we're talking about. But I'm trying to encourage you this morning to make you understand that God is with you. And because he's with you, nothing will sink you. Your boat will get down to the other side. Praise God somebody. Alright. Go with me to Psalm 3 verse number 1. Psalm 3 verse number 1. Lord, how they increase that trouble me. Many are they that rise up against me. You know what David was trying to say here? It had to do with his son Absalom. Here was a king anointed not in secret in the midst of his brethren. Are you, are you there with me? And guess what? His trouble even started when he went in and killed Goliath. And some people actually erupted that trouble. And who were they? The women group. Their mouth is never shut. Remember when he killed Goliath? What did they do? They went into the city. Saul killed a thousand. David killed ten thousand. Who sent them? That was the beginning of David's trouble. They went into the street. And Saul said, hey, this guy is taking over from me. Let me finish him. The beginning of his trouble was the women folk. They went to sing a song that he never composed for them. You see that? That was the beginning of this man's trouble. And outside of that, his son rose up again against him to take over the throne from him. Man that is born of a human being is a few days but what? Full of trouble. His own son. His own son came against him. And he was writing this concerning Absalom. They have increased, he said. But was the anointing on his head? Sure he was anointed. Was he a king? Sure he was a king. But that did not exclude him or separate him from the troubles of this world. There are a lot of people who can be jealous about your life unknown to you. They want to put you down. They want to shut you off. When I, you have not done anything, but yet they want to shut you down. Man that is born of a human is full of trouble and of a few days. Understand this fact. Praise God, somebody. So here is David. He said, my enemies, the people that troubled me, they have done what? They have multiplied. From outside down to my own house. And you know what happened? But think about the heart of David concerning even these enemies. As that when he had the opportunity to destroy Saul, he didn't do it. How I many of you remember that? He caught up the end and showed it to him. said, look at him. If I wanted to kill you, I could kill you. And Saul said, you are more righteous than I. What about his son? With all that he did, made him to start running away from the city. From his own son. He had the opportunity to kill him, but we not. And when he was killed, he started mourning for the sake of Absalom. You need to say the heart of David. You need to say the mind, and this is part of the reason, largely why God will say, David is a man after my word, my own heart. You need to have a different mindset concerning those who trouble you. Because he's just part of your being. There are the things you walk with, there are the things you live with. You can't exclude yourself from issues of life. You can't. But the point is you have ability to do what? To overcome them. The way you look at your situation, the way you look at your problem, that will determine exactly what you get out of it. 
If you see yourself as an overcomer, you're definitely going to overcome. If you see yourself that God is fighting for you, sure God will fight for you. You don't have to be the one to revenge all the time because the enemies will always increase. Praise God, somebody. Are you getting what I'm saying? I needed to get this point right. To know that God loves you so much and that even Jesus himself was born. Think about that. How many times? Just think about how many times they tried to kill him because he said the truth. That was Jesus Christ himself. There is no way you exist on this earth and somebody will not raise trouble for you one way or the other. You are deceiving yourself. So you must live with the consciousness of the fact that no matter what anybody tries to do, this is the way the scripture puts it. If God be for us, who can be against us? Are you there with me? That is just the answer. That is just the solution. No matter what happens, if God be for us, who can be against us? No matter what you do. And then Paul will go and say, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Not famine, not death, not illness, whatever. Nothing can separate us. Not pestilence. Nothing, not even principalities and powers, can separate us from the love of God. That is say there are going to be tribulations, there are going to be issues, there are going to be trials, there are going to be pains that we experience. But nothing can separate us from the love of God. You never see David turn his mind against God just because of what his son or Samuel, I mean Saul, was doing to him. No, he never changed his mind. He was still who he was. He understood the fact that God has anointed him to save Israel and he's going to stay to do that. And the Bible says, when David has finished serving his generation, he slept with the fathers. That should be the testimony that you hear. At the end of the day, you must keep on the faith, you must keep on doing what you are doing. No matter what is going on, you're going to get the victory. But the important thing is that what God has called you for to do, you are going to achieve it. And men will see that of the truth. This guy fulfilled his calling. Praise God, somebody. So that was David. Amen. Now go with me to 2 Corinthians 1, verse number 3. I read. Some of the things you begin to think about. See, once in a while, I heard some time ago a minister saying, I don't understand what is poverty. I just laughed. Because that's a big joke. Amen? I know it's a big joke. People proud themselves sometimes. Even the things that ordinarily they went through. They don't want to speak up. <laughs> that I've never seen poverty. And I can't see poverty. I just laughed. You've seen it. If you didn't see, your father saw it. So poverty is there. Amen, somebody? If you think you didn't see, your father saw it. And that you are riding on the wings of your father doesn't mean you have never seen poverty. Your father saw it. Praise God, somebody. Are you sitting there with me? You know, sometimes people say these things and you become discouraged. You begin to wonder, why am I living? So why is my own case different? Don't make this by anybody's statement on such platforms. Amen? You can walk yourself out of poverty. That is true. But to say that you have never seen it and to begin to boast about it, no, that is not accurate. Any man born of a human being into this world, praise God somebody, have a few days full of trouble. You can't miss that point. It's right there. Look at Paul here. Second Corinthians 1 verse 3. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies 
and the God of all comfort. Glory to God. The God of all what? All comforts. The Father of glory and the God of all comforts. So at any point in time, no matter what happened, the comfort of God is there to see you through the pressures of life. Amen, somebody. He is the God of all comfort, not some. Anytime, anywhere, any situation, He is the God of all comfort. That's why you can pull out from Him. So that in the midst of the prior and situation and the thinkings that you are going through, you must understand that God is there to do what? To comfort you. Hallelujah. Are you sitting there with me? You know, when I was talking about David, if you read through the scripture, I made a statement and said, I pray that you don't bring forth for trouble. And what he was reminding himself about was the issue of Absalom. Don't let your child bring problem to you. Don't let your child bring pain to you. Yeah, that was a good prayer. But who knows? There is only one condition, I believe, when you lay foundation, Psalm 128. One, 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 two, eight. When you lay good foundation in your home and for your family, one, one, two, as well, you'll be able to see that God will be able to bring your children in the way that they should go. Helping you. Only then can you have peace. Otherwise, you can escape it. Your children can be disastrous. Amen? But the God of all comfort and the God of all mercies will minister grace to you and your family and will comfort the way God has ordained them to be. Can I hear an amen? The God of all comfort. Look at verse 4. Who comforted us in all our what? Tribulation. <laughs> that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. By the comfort wherewith we ourselves are what? Comforted of God. How do you like that? You see, we are going to go through and that thing or those things will pass through are the thing that equip us to be able to minister to others and help other people who will face the same situation. Are you getting that? In all our tribulations, that means we definitely will have tribulations. No excuse about that. We will have. Yours may not be as big as your other man, no, but whatever it is, you're going to have one. And it's the same comfort that he gives to you, because you've got to work comfort, that you are going to use to help people who are going to be passing through that situation. So, eventually, every human being is a minister. Because one way or the other, you're going to see somebody that is passing through the trouble that you have passed through, and then you're going to be able to minister to that individual how you were able to overcome by trusting God. Everybody is a minister. As long as you're a human being. You have a story to tell that will comfort somebody. If somebody is going through something and say, my life is a mess, I say, what is happening? Begin to explain, somebody I passed through that. I've seen such things before. Are you sitting there with me? The same comfort between God comforted you, that's what you are not going to use to do what? To comfort other people. Praise God. Are you listening to me? Yeah, I want you to understand this thing. It's so important. This is facing the challenges of life with understanding that God is the God of all comfort and that God is able to comfort you no matter the situation. And not just that, 
that at the end of the day, you become a comforter to other people who are going to pass through the same situation. Why? Because a man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of fault of trouble. That means everybody will have one trouble or the other. But anyone you pass through makes you a teacher, makes you a comforter, makes you a consolation to other people. Praise God. Are you still with me? All right. So, who comforted us all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort the only reason may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort where we ourselves are what? Comforted. Praise God. By comforting us in our tribulation, never leaving us, never keeping us under anxiety, never keeping us in that same situation of persecution or temptation, he comforts us. He will not allow our spirit to be broken. No. That no matter the pressures of life, we are still strong in the spirit. Believing and trusting God. Standing and walking with faith. No matter the situation. Hallelujah. The God of all comfort. Bearing us up. Raising up and lifting up. Above all trials and difficulties. Is the God of all comforts. He's not going to forsake you. It's not going to leave you. Sometimes you say, why is my condition this way? There's nothing special about that condition. Some other person are experiencing the same condition somewhere else. God is training you to become a teacher. That by the time you overcome in that situation, you stand strong to be able to minister to other people. Are you sitting there with me, somebody? Praise God. I need to get this because it's very easy and simple for us to understand that life is full of trouble, but we have an ability to overcome those troubles anytime, anywhere. You, if you sink by reason of your trouble, it's because you don't understand what God is doing in your life. If you sink because of your trouble, it's simply because you have not been looking unto God. Who is supposed to be the author and finisher of your faith? Who is the God of all comfort? Who is the God of all mercies at all times? If you sink in your situation, it's simply because you back God and thinking that you can do it all by your own self. But I'm not if you understand. The Bible tells us something very simple. Not by might, not by power, but what? By my spirit. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Let's see, no matter how, you see, there is nothing you are passing through. You know, some people, often and again, you read in paper, I was abused when I was young. I was abused by this. I was abused by that. What has that got to do with your life right now? That was was, not now. You should be thinking about your now and not the was. Nothing to do with your life right now. Are you sitting there with me? Nothing absolutely to do with your life right now. Nothing. Glory to God. Let me show you something. Go with me, John chapter 1. We'll come back here. John chapter 1, look at verse 12 and 13. Verse 12 alone. John chapter 1. But as many as I receive him, he gave power to become the sons of God. So then I believe on his name. Verse 13. Which are born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, but of God. I want you to get this. That means people come to life through any of these means. What is that? Of blood, which as human, but he's saying, not of the will of the flesh. Typical example is Ishmael. Is that okay? 
Abraham had Ishmael out of the will of the flesh. <laughs> Amen. Not the will of man. Have you seen a lot of single women in this world? Single ladies. How are they coming about that? Men will meet with women, get impregnated, and vamoose. So they just got those women and those children out of the will of the flesh. And out of the will of man. You understand that? Will of the flesh, Ishmael. Will of man, anybody born without normal contraction of the marriage and the man disappears. So we have a lot of single mothers all over the place. That's the will of man. But then, whether you are born of the will of man or born of the will of the flesh, you are a human being and going to survive, your past have nothing to do with your future. Amen, somebody? That is why I discovered that God will speak to Abraham and say, hey, come on, listen. Send her away, but I'm going to take care of her. He was born of the will of the flesh, but God made provision for Ishmael. How I many of you understand that? Hallelujah. So these are means by which people come into life. Will of the flesh, will of man, or the will of God. Come to the will of God, then you are born again by the Spirit of God. Even if we are born of the will of the flesh, you have nothing to do with your new birth right now. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Whether you are born of, of the will of man, have nothing to do with your future. As long as you are born of the Spirit of God, you step into a new dimension, a new sphere of life, and your future is bright and glorious. Your past has nothing to do with your mind right now. How many of you remember that Jephthah was born of the will of the flesh because the mother was a harlot? Did you get that? Essentially, the will of man. Because the mother was a harlot. <laughs> did you get that? So Ishmael was will of the flesh, Jephthah the will of man. But that did not stop them from prospering and surviving. God had connection with the covenant. Ishmael had connection with the covenant of Abraham. Therefore God cannot abandon him. How you see that with me? And then Jephthah was equipped. In the spirit and in his mind. There was something in his life that made him a leader. So even though he was born of the will of man. No way. That did not stop him from prospering and succeeding and becoming a ruler. I am saying your condition is not unique and in the midst of your condition you are going to become somebody that you least expected. Hallelujah. <laughs> Sorry. Go back now to Second Corinthians 3. Second Corinthians 3, look at verse 8. Sorry. Did I say 3? Second Corinthians 1, verse number 8. That's where we were before. Go to verse 8 now. 2 Corinthians 1 verse number 8 For we will not brethren Have you ignorant of our trouble Which came, which came to us in Asia That we were pressed out of measure Above strength In so much that we despair even of life These are ministers With oil on their head Read it from another translation If you will Verse number 8 we were despairs of life. We came to the point where we feel life is not worth living anymore. I'm talking of ministers. Hallelujah. We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. And we thought we would have never have lived through it. Amen. Now take it from another translation. It will tell you that 
you know, at this stage, Paul was thinking about suicide. But it's a minister who wrote the third of the New Testament. I'm just trying to make you understand that it doesn't make any difference. As long as you're a human being, you're going to have your own problems. And it's better I tell you, instead of deceiving you to think that all is rosy, just because you're in Christ. No, no. As long as you are born of a human being, there are issues you must contend with. Are you following me? There are issues you must contend with. Some can you defame you in the society. Some can give you names in the society. No matter what, you have something to contend with. In fact, if there is nothing for you to contend with, then there cannot be the world overcomers. And it's overcomers that are giving the world, it's overcomers that are giving the manner to eat. That's in the midst of paradise. Only overcomers. That means there is something you must overcome as a human being. Are you still following what I'm talking about? Here is a minister, and he's saying, man, we just hated life, and we're thinking life is no longer worth living. Have you think about that? When you say life is not worth living, you don't want to see life again, I mean living life again. That means you're contemplating suicide. And I will show you the same thing from the life of Elijah. With all the mighty miracles and power of fire coming down, this man was frustrated at the point he felt like committing suicide. Are you still there with me? As long as you're born of a human being, there are issues for you to contend with. But the Bible says, we will never have lived through it. In other words, remember, he's saying this after making the mention of the fact that God is the comforter of those who are in any trouble. Did you get the point now? Very good. So he's referencing what he said. Only God made us to come through it. We thought life was finished. We thought we can't go further. We just have come to the brink of life and said, now we are sinking. But God showed up. Praise God, somebody. So we're despaired of life. We, we hated life. We felt life is no longer worth living. Have you come to that stage in your life? Maybe because of finances. You've come to the place that... Is life really worth living? I can't even pay my rent. I can't even do this. I can't even do that. Have you come to that stage in life? But I'm telling you, when you are contemplating that, that's when God will show up. Hallelujah. Are you still there with me? You know why? One of the reasons why God will not allow you to sink because it will be a dent on his image. Did you get that? Why will not allow you to sink? Because it will be a dent on his image. He will not allow that to happen to you. He can allow you to pass through it. So walk through the valley is there. Walk through the fire is there. Walk through the sea is there. No matter what, no matter where, no matter how, God is going to be there for you. Can I hear an amen? And so, look at verse 9. Read it from the same NLT. And it says, In fact, we expected to die. Can you get that? <laughs> no, no. Now, so we know that the Bible says the expectation of the writer shall not be cut short. But there are some expectations that are cut short. This is one of them. Are you saying that with me? So even if your expectation is that you want to die, God's expectation for you is that you are not going to die. So even if you are quoting it, the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut short. I'm saying there is one that will be cut short. And this is one of them. You are not dying. I say you are not dying. No matter the situation. In fact, we expect to die. But as a result, we stop relying on ourselves. Can I hear an amen? And learn to rely only on who? On God. Who raises the dead. Did you see that? 
When you are overwhelmed, where is your reliance? Who are you trusting in? Is it yourself? That's your problem. But the Bible will remind you, it's not by mind, not by power, by what? By my spirit. I am telling you, no matter your situation, you are going to overcome. Rely on God. Trust in who? On God. You are going to overcome. Whether it's finances, you are overcoming. Whether it's marriage, you are overcoming. Whether it's children, you are overcoming. You are going to overcome. Hallelujah. I read this story two days ago. And here was a woman, it's a pastor's wife. They've been married for over 18 years. No child. And the family of the pastor, good people, they don't follow what the scripture says to leave mother and father and join to the wife. They don't listen to that one. They came to the man and said, Hey, guy, you're getting old. Your wife is getting old. This was after 18 years. No child. What are you still doing? And the man said, So what do you expect me to do? So try yourself as a man. At least God knows. <laughs> are you getting what I'm talking about? Information, instructions were coming to this man. A minister. You see, your trial will come to a point where your people will forsake you and forsake what you believe. He said, you think God doesn't know that this woman cannot be bad? So what are you waiting for? Huh? And the man just said, I've heard you. But I want to trust God. What's the end of the thing? They got twins at the end of the day. No matter your timing, God will show up. Hallelujah. I said, God will show up for you. Hallelujah. You're going to get those children that you're looking for. They will come. And when they start coming, they will embarrass you. You'll be the one begging to stop. They will come. Praise God, somebody. Are you listening to me? I was speaking to somebody a few days ago. He was talking to me. I had some issues. This person lost some children. As a young person. About two or something like that. Man, I was saying, you lost two. And you are so disturbed. I lost four. But I'm still alive. I lost four. Huh? Are you following what I'm talking about? Two sons, twins. Lost four. You lost two. Yours is still better. I lost four. But I'm still alive. And God gave me, even all the ones I lost, they came back. Are you sitting there with me? So none has gone. They are still around. And they are coming back to you. You see, the end point of Job was more than the beginning. Everything was double for Job. And so shall it be with you. The years you think you are wasting, God is going to multiply them for you. Are you listening to me? Nothing to worry about is the God of all comfort and of all masses. Don't be despaired of life because of what you don't have. God is there to make himself available and make those things available to you. I've gone through issues as far as life is concerned. I lost those children before I knew the Lord. When I knew the Lord, okay, fine. I've got series of accidents all in the course of the gospel, but I'm still alive. Are you sitting there with me? Series of accidents, broken ways, walked on crushes, but I'm still standing. Are you sitting there with me? You can never, never knew if I don't tell you that. 
There is nothing to say you are not going to face trouble. As long as you are born into this world as a human being, there are issues for you to contend with. Are you listening to me? But this is what Paul is saying here. We say we are expected to die. And I'm saying you are not dying. But as a result, we stop relying on ourselves. That is the important thing. When you have issues, you just trust God. Don't trust yourself. Don't even trust relations. They can't even solve your problems for you. They can't solve your problems for you. Trust God. Go back to God. He's the God of all comfort and the God of all mercies. And will comfort you so that you were able to be able to do what? To comfort others. Hallelujah. So we're expected to die, but as a result, we stop relying on ourselves. And learn to rely only on God who raises the dead. No matter the situation, whether your finances are dead, God is going to prevail with to raise you up financially. No matter what you think, even if you think your womb is dead, you're going to come to that same experience of Sarah that your womb will come alive again. You must rely on God who raises the dead. Are you still following me? I'm telling you, there's no magic to all of these things. It's just trusting God. And everything you think you have lost before, God is going to bring them back. He's going to restore them. He's going to gather them back to you. You have lost nothing yet in life. You have not even lost time yet. God is going to bridge time for your sake. Are you sitting there with me, somebody? He's going to bring you time for your sake. And those things you think you've lost before, they're going to be coming back to you. They're going to be restored to you. They're coming to you. I said they are coming to you. Hallelujah. I feel like talking so much about finance today. I'm seeing your finances is going to improve. I say your financial situation is going to improve. In the name of Jesus Christ. If you are owing debt, you are going to pay them off. You are going to be free again. In the name of Jesus Trust God. Rely on God. He's the only one that cannot disappoint you. Anytime, anywhere, He can disappoint you if you can rely on Him. And Paul said, We're going to go back to God. We were almost at the point of giving up. We say life is not worth living in men, but we rely on ourselves. Now we go back to God. What's the next thing? God that raises there was able to raise us. Look at the next point. I think I will stop here today. Look at the next point. And he did rescue us from mortal danger. And he rescued us again. We have placed our confidence in him. And he will continue to do what? Rescue us. Took us out of danger. Took us out of every situation. And he will continue to do it. Did you get that? He will continue. That is a short assurance for you. No matter what is going on. The Lord is there to rescue you. The Lord is there to deliver you. The Lord is there to save you. No matter what is going on. I see a new people with a new spirit, with a new faith, with a new heart, with a new mind standing stronger in the face of the earth. Trust in the Lord that he who has promised will never disappoint me. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.